Education, We Have Value, We Love podcast. I'm your host, George Wacker. In this one, we're at Mock Scoot on Linden Street in Bethlehem talking with renowned antique fan collector and art historian Stefan Ozdin, who appeared on an episode of American Pickers. We have another fan fan, our very own Lehigh Valley's Prince of Polka, Robbie Lawrence, hosting and helping out with this episode due to his friendship with Stefan and his own wealth of knowledge when it comes to antique fans. Buckle in, kids. We talk about all sorts of fan fandom, including an upcoming 11th annual Lehigh Valley fan meet on Saturday, July 22nd through 23rd. You can email strfl02 at moravian.edu if you'd like to RSVP or for more info. Also, be sure to check out Robbie and the Steelworkers on Facebook for all of his summer shows. And thank you to our sponsors, made possible in the Lehigh Valley. The Lehigh Valley is rich with possibilities, a proud heritage and bright future that has long attracted makers, innovators, and those with great vision. Everything you need to create the life you want on your terms, vibrant downtowns, charming main streets with surprises around every corner, and lots of open places to explore, live, work, learn, play, discover all that's made possible in the Lehigh Valley at lehighvalleymadepossible.com. Also, Molly's Irish Grill and Sports Pub, of course, and Michael Bernadin with Remax. Find Mike, and you're going to find your next dream home. And now, let's talk about antique fans with Stefan Ozdin and Robbie Lawrence on location at Mox Goot on Linden Street in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Here we go. Hello, I'm uh, Stefan Osdine, a devoted fan collector <laughs> for too many years. Actually, I'm about to turn 41 tomorrow. I've been doing it since I was eight. Oh, 30, happy early birthday! 33 years. Out of so here's what here's how it all started for me. When I was four years old, I saw Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, and I was terribly afraid of the scene where they got sucked up towards a fan after drinking fizzy lifting drinks. I developed a terrible phobia of electric fans and vents because I thought I was going to get sucked up and chopped up as a kid. Now, this was a terribly bizarre, irrational fear. So, eventually, it changed from a fear to an obsession. I would go check every vent, every air conditioning unit, every every exhaust fan in my neighborhood growing up in Richmond, Virginia. This old guy once called me Hot Motor because I was obsessed with compressors. When I went to the Edison Museum in Fort Myers, Florida at the age of seven, I saw brass bladed, brass cage fans and I was hooked. I had to have some. I couldn't stop myself. And uh, I said, you know, I thought back then maybe I'm going to find one or two really early fans that don't have a cage on them. And here I am today with quite a few quite fans. Quite a few. And I have seen quite a number of them. I believe you have two properties. One is down in Richmond, Virginia. Did you? Did you I, get- I, no, I got rid of that, and it was actually, uh, uh, you know, firebombed during the uh, the riots. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I sold the building and I moved everything up to Wisconsin. Oh, okay. So I, yeah, I, I have I have I have two properties there: my house and my uh, antique store with a fan display above it. Well, I will say, just to preface, in case if you're just tuning in, so (laughs) I'm a good friend of George Wacker. I'm Robbie Lawrence. And uh, one of the many bizarre things that I do is that I collect old fans. And I got to tell you folks out there, the one thing, whenever I admit, and I will say this in front of you, whenever I admit that 
you know, I do this crazy thing, the first thing that comes out of their mouths is, oh, did you ever see that episode of American Pickers where that Mike and Frank go see that guy? Well, as a matter of fact, guess what? This is the guy right here. Stefan Osdine, and it's a great pleasure to have you here with us tonight, sir. Well, thank Especially you. the night before your, what is it, 41st birthday, yes. correct? Oh, my goodness. The last night of 40, he's spending with us. How do you like that? But uh, I... Talk, talk about that American Pickers. Oh, yes. Let's, let's go a little bit more into that. Uh, so how did you get swept into having... Uh, did you contact Mike and Frank with that? Well, that? I, I owe it to my ex-wife. She okay. saw that they were doing a... Uh, uh, casting call in the Madison area and uh, she said you know why don't you submit some pictures and I thought you know this would be really cool because they're really they're, fan guy, they're right? really close by I mean the pickers are probably two and a half hours away so they're oh, really wow. very very much a part of the fabric of the antique community and collecting community in the area uh, especially with signs and the Petroliana and vintage cars Absolutely. and I've always been part of that too and I sent pictures, and they sent off this uh, young tyke who was like 22 years old, you know. I guess I can call him a young tyke now, <laughs> you know, that I, now that I have two young ones. But, um, you know, he, uh, he came by, and he's like, you know, this is really unusual, and you seem to know something. So well, I hope I know a little. I've been doing it a while. <laughs> Just a little. And, yeah, and, uh, and, and another great thing that, that we're actually going to be talking about, and we'll, we'll go more in depth with this, is that uh, you have quite a background on history, correct? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I, uh, I, I studied history as an undergrad. I always had a passion for studying history, and uh, I, I did some uh, graduate work in yeah, that area. That's right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And as you know, I mean... One great thing about right here, we're in the Lehigh Valley. We're in the heart of it, Bethlehem. And, of course, when you think of Bethlehem, PA, what comes to mind? But Steel. Steel. Bethlehem, I mean, this whole, the, the, whole, the whole state of Pennsylvania. I mean, you think of, uh, you know, the early Industrial Revolution uh, in America. Um, you think of uh, the genesis of oil. You know, the first oil well in the United States. You had Bethlehem Steel anchoring the eastern side of the state. On the western side, you had uh, U.S. Steel, but you also had a variety of other manufacturers, especially in Pittsburgh, where, you know, uh, quite a bit of my family on my mother's side descends from that area of western western PA, actually north of there a bit. But what was so integral here was that you had... Uh, you know, a huge transportation network. You had the eastern seaboard, but you also had at the here on the eastern part of the state, you had tremendous railway networks, but you also had the gateway to the west, exactly. to the Midwest. Exactly. And so electrical goods were a huge part of the manufacturing here. Westinghouse, uh, the Electrodynamic Corporation of Philadelphia, which was founded around 1880, was arguably the first manufacturer of mass-made fans in electrical motors starting about 1882, 1881, uh, and that actually evolved into the General Dynamics Corporation. So what's so intriguing is that this state gave birth to Westinghouse, which was arguably the biggest proponent of alternating current power in Nikola Tesla's system, uh, starting in the late 1880s, a direct competitor to Edison and his direct current system. And this state birthed many great fans. I don't have a Westinghouse here, but I do have something very interesting to share. 
we have an Emerson fan, which was using the Tesla patents, which Westinghouse acquired. So Emerson Electric of St. Louis in the early 1890s was in touch with Westinghouse to use the patents for their induction motor, which was Nikola Tesla's exactly. you know, baby. And then this GE, which is an induction motor also made in Schenectady, well, Linworks before Schenectady, was uh, Edison's attempt to get into the AC market that Westinghouse had pioneered in Pittsburgh around 1889. That's right, that's right. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, well, gee, these fans are absolutely beautiful. Yeah. 1894 and 1895, correct? Yeah, yeah 1894, the- 95. That's the uh, first uh, induction model, Meston, with the beautiful, it's hard to see right here, but this back switch. I mean, look at the ornamentation on that. I know. I mean, you can't beat I that. I love the uh, the stencil work. It's just oh, so yeah. beautiful. How you- does it stay so pristine? What do you that was restored by a friend and mentor of mine, uh, you know, God rest his soul, the late Dr. Bill Hain of St. Louis, uh, Missouri. Uh, fan collector since 1955, he just died two months ago. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was a mentor and a very close friend of mine for years. And, uh, you know, this came out of his collection, and now it's going to another anonymous collector in Pennsylvania. I happen to have a couple in my own collection, but we were able to share some of these treasures with other collectors who are going to appreciate them and keep them running and enjoy them. So he hand-did all this work himself. He probably found this in a derelict state and lavished it with love and attention. You can see. And and that's why, like, when I was telling George about, oh, man, my friend Stefan's coming into town... We should really do an interview. This is why, because there are tons of people that are going to be watching this, yeah. and they're they're thinking, oh, man, well, you know, Sally, we've got that old fan down in the basement. We were going to throw it away. Well, if you have a rare fan, come to Robbie. <laughs> exactly. He's here in town. Exactly. This is a great exactly. opportunity Don't for him. Don't throw it away. Don't a- throw it exactly. away. Hey, hey, even parts? Yeah. Go, go to Robbie or my buddy uh, Tim Marks at Ecotech mm-hmm. Marine. Those are the two big fan guys here in That's the right. Lehigh Valley. That's right. I don't want to hide you, but you're saying, like, to the point, it's, it's, it's history. It's, it's yeah. history and it's tangible, but here's the other thing. These are functional objects. Both of these run. You can hook up a cord, and they're going to run fine on modern-day power. These yeah. are not direct current fans. Yeah. These are AC fans. You can use these. So there's something nice and utilitarian. I use a 1903 Emerson in my bedroom every night. Yeah. I, honest, <laughs> honest to God, Stefan, I barely put on the air conditioner. Oh, it's it's great. I mean, my... my, my I just use the fans like this. I'm serious. Yeah. I've got to Wow, because they're so rare. Like, yes, exactly. Yeah. And we live, and as Stefan has said, we live in such, we're so fortunate, George, to be living in such a, an area yeah. where we have, uh, where we're so close by to like, you know, Connecticut, Schenectady, New York, Ge- General Electric. Oh, yeah. You've got Edison out in Jersey. All of these early manufacturers started. Eck in New Jersey. You yeah. had deal in new oh, jersey another you, biggie that's from around here fidelity electric oh, of course lancaster. in lancaster mm-hmm. and you also had earlier than that you had the toll manufacturing company mm-hmm. you had the crescent fan which was made by them you had in addition to that dh culp and company around lancaster making ceiling fans yeah. um electrodynamic in philadelphia um trying to think who else was huge and there was another one uh made 
uh, called the Standard Electric, which was Philadelphia about 1894. Yeah, tons so. of those uh, oh, yeah. lesser-known manufacturers that. Have but none in Allentown, I think. I don't. I don't recall anything we're, like we're, that. Uh, yeah. I guess we're not in Allentown. We're in Bethlehem. But I yeah. Don't. But I would also. Now here's another question. I'm sure of this. Bethlehem Steel was probably used in a fair amount of these fans. Oh, oh yeah, a lot of the early industrial fans, like a Blackman ventilating wheel, uh, mm-hmm. for example, or Sturdivant, BF Sturdivant of Boston, was mm-hmm. one of the early manufacturers of uh, industrial ventilation equipment. Mm-hmm. So they would have used these to extract, you know, the hot air and the fumes, and also to operate, you know, you would have to fan drive some of those blast furnaces, too. Definitely. They were fan forced. Mm-hmm. You know, you, mm-hmm. had elect- you, had, you had an electric motor driving it to get the temperature right. That's so, right. you That's know, right. we can't forget how much of an integral part a fan was in steel manufacturing. I'm sorry. I'm just, like, so blown away, no pun intended, that I have a fan blown celebrity away. sitting right here. <laughs> blown away with the fan, <laughs> fans. The fan celebrity right oh. here, folks. But uh, if you folks out there, now I also have to include this, if you folks out there are sitting there and are thinking, oh, man, this is so interesting. I'd love to learn more about it this. I'd love, to, I'm, I'm like, I'd love to get involved. Well, guess what? You're in luck because there's a little club that exists called. You happen the, to be on the board of this club. And I, I that's right, I just so happen to be on the board of directors for this club, the Antique Fan Collectors Association. And as it turns out, next month, July twenty second and twenty third, we're hosting a fan meet right here in Bethlehem. Starting the July 22nd, yeah. we're going to be at the National Museum of Industrial History down on the south side of yeah. Bethlehem, showcasing all of the Bethlehem steel artifacts, old machines, things like that. And we're going to have a flash fan sale in the parking lot, if weather <laughs> permits. And if we don't get run away or run out of town by the people holding the place. And then the big, the, the, the real fun happens at my friend James's house the following day. And the address is posted on the flyer on the AFCA website. And we're going to have a fan auction, and it's going to be a wonderful time. And we hope, if you're interested, give me a text, whatever it is. Make sure you do give that. Give a jingle. Yeah, a little jingle, exactly. But, uh, oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, this is where, in the video, I'm going to put your phone number on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> there, who's that fan hunk? I need his number, right? <laughs> but, uh, well, Stefan, I'll tell you what. Oh, and by the way, did we mention that Stefan is all the way visiting today from madison wisconsin just to come here and talk about fans can you believe that <laughs> and nothing more and nothing more. <laughs> well, can I? and now i guess you oh this mic sounds so good i'm the only one who can hear it because i have the headphones on right <laughs> everyone else can hear it yeah but so, i'm so interested like this takes you all over the country you know, well, it you does about, i mean I, I have to deliver yeah. a whole Dodge truck full of fans to yes. a, a very serious collector here in the area and pick up a whole group of fans and motors for myself. Is it Robbie? Uh, I got him a fan. He was. He <laughs> I'll was, tell he, you what, my storage units are filled to the brim, but I'll. I take mean, it's any. like it's like a darn ice cream truck, but instead, I mean, it's like these are great treats for fan collectors. You Literally, know? when he showed up in the parking it's lot, like a candy store, and he gave me my little present, if you will, which is a fan that's actually sitting over there. I don't know if you can grab it quick, George, or oh, not. Wait, wait, Oh, it's sitting right it's over Emer- it's there. The yes. lovely Vanna White is modeling it right now. There we go. The beautiful Emerson. <laughs> With the Parker blade that came out in 1899. 
Oh. By George Parker. Uh, not George Parker. I think it was a George Parker. I should remember. I think, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Oh, man. He was also just... the founder of the Parker. I mean, a, a guy by the same name was the founder of the Parker Fountain Pen Company, George Parker. But a different That's George right. Parker. That's right. So is there anything else that you have? I'm sure people well, like, would how, love to. How, how, how can people find you? Yeah, exactly. Oh, Type you, in you American Pickers fan, dude. But I, I no. <laughs> well, that's also true. You also have a business out in Madison. Go ahead I do. I, I I mostly buy and sell uh, jewelry and other sorts of uh, antiques, watches, stuff like that. But I have a I have an antique store, and my name's Stefan Osdin. You can find me under Cambridge Golden Antiques on Instagram, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm open by appointment, and uh, I sell fans to people all around the country. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure... And I love buying parts and pieces. Oh, definitely. And Stefan is not the only one. There are many, many other people that are in the club that do exactly what that guy does with, like, cars, where they just buy and sell cars every day. But we do the same thing, though it's with fans, believe it or not. And uh, I'll tell you, it's it's really quite a, a fun but very challenging hobby slash obsession whatever take your oh pick. it's an obsession <laughs> I mean, it's, it, you know i know one guy's got just under seven thousand fans another guy had to ha, had to move out of a house his wife made him move out of the house because he filled the whole That's house up with fans <laughs> and didn't pay the electricity in there and i remember there was a parrot roosting on top of a a fan in there and i said that is the weirdest thing a parrot and uh and a, a a caretaker of the home who didn't mind the lack of electricity because there was running water, so he was happy with that. Yeah, it, it just I, I took the mic because as a layperson, to it's fun to be like, oh, you guys are weird for liking fans, but when you see something like this in person up close, you immediately kind of get it. Like you, you see, these are the, beautiful well, objects. It's the quality. I mean, this, you know, this is it's American it's, craftsmanship, right? It, right. I mean, it's it's it. like a brass era car. I mean, right. it's like an automobile. I mean, you you hunt down parts and pieces to put they're them together. You restore them. You uh, you and make sure they're working. I mean, they're and they're functional. You can use them. Unlike a lot of antiques that just sit up there and collect dust on a yeah. shelf, these blow the dust away. It's not like <laughs> it's not something. like stamps or baseball cards no. where they just sit away in a book and you forget you about them. You actually use these you things. They're very these. utilitarian. And and I'm sure it happens with you too. You know, if you meet someone for the first time and you casually come up in conversation about, oh, I collect fans, and they're like, you collect what? And now, then once you show them, they actually become enamored with it too. I, and they're I, like, yeah, exactly. And they're like, where can I buy one? And that actually happened to me. I actually sold a few fans that I had to people that just wanted Well, them, uh, people, you know? I mean, I, I have to say, since the American Pickers episode, people have have really started to take fans a little more seriously. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's because just because of that, but it gave it some notoriety. And I think less stuff ended up in the trash. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly. my hope. Yeah. I mean, or the scrap pile. And I mean, as we as we continue to progress into the 21st century, thing, it, I mean, these aren't you know like a dime a dozen anymore. These no, are getting I mean, much harder to find. You know? I mean, and these were expensive back in the 1890s. I mean, this was between fifty and sixty dollars mm-hmm. in in 1895. That's a lot of that's a lot of money. That was the equivalent of like a thousand, twelve hundred bucks. It was wow. like buying a new TV. I mean, a buying an air conditioner, buying an air conditioner exactly. or something, a window unit. I mean, it was it was pretty important. I mean, imagine being in the sweltering heat in St. Louis in 1895. You're lucky enough to have electricity, and you can use that at night. Exactly. I mean, that was a very, very 
and yet- important thing. And you also have to think, the fan was one of the first uses of, a, of an electric motor for a home appliance. That's right. That's right. So. And you have to think, like, because the wealthy were able to afford them, like... It became a democratized thing. I mean... Who, 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 whose desk did this sit on, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, you had them in the White House. You had them in uh, J.P. Morgan's office. He probably yeah. had one of these being a General Electric, and he exactly. was a financier for GE. So exactly. that's something you would have seen in his office. For sure. For sure. So, well, anyway, hey, it was a real pleasure to have you here with great. us, Stefan. And George, I think it turned out to be a great thank night. You, thank you for talking so long. Thank you for, thank you for spending so much time. Hey, no problem. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. For sure. And, and uh, it's good to see, you know, you guys preserving local history yeah. and promoting it. You know, we're all such about gra- that. At we're such a grassroots that. level. I love seeing that. That's really important. Absolutely. You know? This is this is the best way to do it too. Oh, yeah. Interviewing the people like this and with Mike with with the and that's the other thing too. And I don't collect just fans, you know, audio equipment, hey, if any of you and polka rec- polka records. Polka <laughs> records. We've got three thousand of them as well. You got three thousand so. polka records? And that's just that's that's chump change compared to some of these other guys. My new girlfriend likes polka. And collects poker records. Bring her over. I'll I'll show her a good time. Believe me. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you very much, Stefan. I genuinely hope that you guys enjoyed that as much as I did and as much as we did making it on location at Mock Scoot on Linden Street in Bethlehem. Again, thank you to our sponsors, Made Possible in Lehigh Valley, Molly's Irish Girl and Sports Pub, and of course, Michael Bernadine with Remax Realty. Everything we talk about is in our show notes if you want to link off to anything. It's all in there. Check it out. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.